Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mrs. G's Storytime. We are reading the book Betsy Tinboom, Promise of God, by Mike Evans, with permission from the Time Worthy Books, and we are on Chapter 6. Beginning the week after school term ended, Mama found ways to get me out of the house. It was an abrupt departure from her resolve to protect me from contracting an illness, but she insisted it was not a change of mind. That was my attitude in the winter, she argued. This is summer. The weather is warm and sunny, and you should be outside. She took her own advice, too, and we went on walks to the grocer, the flower shops around the Grout Mart, and the park. I argued with her about it because I was 15 years old, but in my heart I did not mind being outside. Quite to the contrary. As the summer wore on, I used her advice as an excuse to spend every possible minute out of doors, though I avoided the games children often played in the street, and limited myself to more sedate activities like wandering from shop to shop, staring through the display windows at the items inside. As far as I can remember, that day when I fainted while playing cricket with William and Vincent was the last time I played any physical game of any sort. But I enjoyed the summer immensely. When I wasn't roaming the shops or strolling through the park, I busied myself helping to care for Corey. In spite of her young age, she had a delicate touch and we learned needlepoint together from Aunt Annie. Once we'd gotten the hang of that, Mama taught us knitting. She also put us to work tending her many rooftop flowers and vegetables. Early one morning, Corey and I were on the roof watering the plants when I found a bag of unused tulip bulbs. I wonder if we can plant these, I asked. Corey had a quick answer. Mama says you're supposed to plant them before spring. Before spring, I asked in a condescending tone. Well, it's still cold, Corey replied. Does that make sense to you? Sometimes when she was right, she looked really cute. Another time, she really got on my nerves. This was one of those irritable moments, and I spoke to her in a demeaning manner. Before Corey could respond, Mama emerged from the open staircase door. That's right, Corey, she said with a smile, and then she turned to me with a stern expression. You should listen to her. I do, I said lamely. No, you just heard the words but you don't listen to what she's saying. So we can't plant those, I asked, gesturing with the bag of tulip bulbs and trying to avoid an argument. Not now, she replied, shaking her head. It's too late in the year. But summer is just beginning. Yes, and it won't be here long. She pointed to the sack I was holding in my hand. You'll have to plant those bulbs while it's still cool, in between winter and the first days of spring. That way they have the longest time to grow. Between winter and summer? Yes, she bent over one of the flowers and pinched off a sucker near the base of the stem. There's a lot you don't know about plants. Again, I ignored the temptation to argue, and I held the bag of tulips for her to see. What can we do with them? We can keep them until next spring. Put them in a dark, dry place, and they won't grow. I suggest the corner of a cabinet in the kitchen. How do you know most so much about plants? There was a sharp edge to my voice, and I was afraid I had said too much. I knew Mama was aggravated with me for the way I responded to Corey about the tulip bulbs, and that, in turn, aggravated me. She had only caught the end of the conversation, ignoring all that I'd done with Corey since school ended, but the part she heard set her nerves on edge, and she was doing little to control her disposition. I was tired of trying to control mine, too, and I didn't want to be mean about it. She was my Mama, so I waited, but the expected rebuke never came. Mama kept her head down, with one hand resting on her thigh, the other combed through the leaves of the plants. I listened to them, she said after a while. 
My irritable mood quickly gave way to curiosity. You listen to them. Not actually listen, she explained. Plants don't speak in an audible voice, but they do speak through color, leaf, and stem. I pay attention. Wasn't one of our ancestors a good gardener? Your father's grandfather, she replied dryly. He's the one who grew strawberries in winter for one of the royal families. She glanced back at me. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, ma'am, I replied. Mama stood up straight and looked at me in the eye. Be kind to Corey, she said with a voice barely above a whisper. She's watching your every step. Her eyes darted back to the plants and she continued in a normal tone. Your great-grandfather grew those strawberries on the estate not too far from here. They say his brother could grow things the same way, but that was your father's relatives. She smiled at me. Not from my side of the family. Did you know him? Who? My great-grandfather, Papa's grandfather. No, she shook her head, slowly drawing out the sound of her words for emphasis. He was dead while your father was still a boy. I knew his grandfather, but everyone from the generation before him was dead by the time I came along. I remember grandfather, that was true. I had a few faint memories of him, and the thought of it put a smile on my face. Mama had a skeptical frown. You were very young when he died, barely able to walk. I know, but I remember going with him to see his father's grave. He was holding me in his arms, and there was a headstone right below me, and I was looking down at it. He said, This is where they put my papa. Mama arched an eyebrow as a skeptical look turned to a knowing smile. I never knew you remembered that. She rubbed the elbow of her left arm. We were out there for his brother's funeral. I was standing just a few feet away. He wanted to hold you, but I was afraid he'd drop you, so I kept close. Someone had put tulips by the headstone. They were growing there. Your grandfather planted them the year his father died. They came up every year after that. Even now? I suppose, Mama nodded. I haven't been out there in a long time, but they were blooming when I was there last. I think tulips are a sign from God, I added proudly. And a lot of people around here would agree with you, Mama chuckled. But you sound like your father when you say that. He likes tulips, too. Tulips, she sighed. All the tin booms are tulip crazy. I was still holding the bag of bulbs. Do you think I could plant some of these in the window boxes? They're all empty. We should put them to good use. I tried growing tulips in those boxes years ago, Mama replied, when we first moved here. The tulips came up and grew nice stems and leaves, but they couldn't get enough sunlight to bloom. And that was planting them early. This is late. Still, I replied, I want to try anyway. Suit yourself, Mama shrugged. With Corey's help, I took the bag of bulbs to the front side of the house and the side facing the street. We dug into the boxes to loosen the soil, then buried the bulbs in a row, spacing them a few inches apart. Corey brought a watering can. Well, if they don't bloom, she said as she dabbed in the soil, at least they'll have a pretty green plants. That's right, I agreed, trying to take to heart Mama's earlier suggestion. They're living things, and they'll bring life to everyone who sees them. You sound like the preacher, Corey giggled. She was right, and I laughed. Papa had a little regard for the priest at St. Bavo's. We only went there because he felt it was where God wanted us to go. In spite of the things they said from the pulpit on Sunday, they sounded as pompous as I did just then, talking about the tulips. I looked over at Corey and burst into laughter. Several went by very fast that year, and just like Mama said, the tulips sprouted, grew into beautiful stems and leaves, but failed to bloom. Still, Corey and I enjoyed them from the window of our bedroom, and while we did, 
I read to her. That's the end of chapter six, and that was a short chapter, but Lord willing, next week will be a little bit longer, but I want to try to stay in with reading the chapters, each each uh, recording be a chapter. Uh, if you have any suggestions for books of biography, Christian biographies that you'd like me to read, I'd love to hear those suggestions. Uh, you can email me at v-g-a-y-n-i-e-r at gmail.com and let me know what book you would uh, suggest and what, how you like it and why you like that, and I'd love to hear that. Well, I love you, I'm praying for you, and bye-bye for now.